probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabber the Hud. And joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. Well, it's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's a male... Gatalenton senator, a populist, and he's a mate of Leia Organa. Some say he was called Ty Lingar, but we all know he's called Bly Lingar. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping into the expanded canon, then. Wow. Okay. Um, what What was that guy's name? Ty Lingar. He's Ty- in the Bloodline novel, fairly prominent uh, in it. And he gets... Oh. Sh- uh, okay, but not saying anything. He didn't, anyone hasn't read it. Ty Lingar, Star Wars. So these bly puns, Matt. These bly puns. Do you reckon you can make it to a hundred? Well, tonight's one. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm. I was sitting here before we logged on because uh, we we start at a certain time over here, and I've got my notes ready. And I thought, OMG, I haven't thought of a bly pun. And it's <laughs> like two minutes, two <laughs> minutes to to uh, oh, kick off. And I panicked. I was like, oh, I can't say um, someone we're going to mention in the main episode. I was like, that's going to be two in a row. Of boys. I was like, and I was like, and I looked over at my my uh, bookshelf over there, bookcase. Sorry, I was like, bloodline. Yes, there's someone in there who rhymes. So next week uh, we're going to be back on track, hopefully with a more well known bly pun. But for the connoisseurs of canon out there, that's a deep dive. Do you know what, bro? I love it. I love it, and I respect it. I respect it. How on earth are you, Matty boy? Matey, I'm very, very good, dude. Um, it's very odd to not see your face sitting across me recording this week, as we did last week on the very popular and very well-received, like, quote-unquote, live show we did last week. I had a nice weekend with uh, the young Padawan. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, shooting the Galactic Breeze tonight with a guy who's stuffed full of pizza. Oh, mate, that's it. That's it. How well, you, obviously, I've I've been up in uh, up in Birmingham with the family this weekend. Had a little cheeky long weekend. Had a bit of holiday, you know. Ah, oh, mate, it was lovely. Family, you know, food, a little bit of venturing out, you know. All it, we only saw our family, you see. So it was all like uh, it was all kosher, and it uh, it was gorgeous. The food was good, and mate, I, I tell you what. Right, I did have my brother-in-law ask me some Star Wars questions, which which I which was good, and I appreciate it. But I tell you what, mate, I feel like oh, mate, I feel like I'm lacking some Star Wars spice. I feel like this show is going to get me right back on track, mate, into that yes. Star Wars filth. Thankfully, we do a weekly Star Wars podcast. So you ever ever feel the spice levels draining? Just know, make it to Monday, and straight up again they go. Uh, and somebody else who's obviously felt their spice levels increase, well, we've got a new patron, haven't we, big boy? Yes, we have. Shout out to our new patron, Dave Dunn, who has joined at the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. Yeah, welcome, big boy Dave. What a king. And he's also... Local boy, huh? He's an Essex boy. Uh, he's the head of the uh, Black Series Facebook group, which is the largest in the United King- Kingdom for the collectors out there. So go check <laughs> that out. King. 
That's it. You know, Dave, the United Kingdom, the king of the kingdom. So, mate, yeah, honestly, thank you very much for joining up at that level. Uh, hope you enjoy the content that we are dropping and that we have dropped. And we've got something special coming this week, which we're going to mention on socials And uh, by the time this episode goes out. So, yeah, Dave, thank you very much for that, mate. And also, big thanks to our buddies over at Farthest From. Uh, they're the UK Star Wars retro toy show. Uh, so check them out on Twitter. Check them out at farthestfrom.com. Um, for including us in their excellent Empire 40 live stream. So just very quickly, for those who didn't know, uh, obviously 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, Farthest From put together a monster 12-hour live stream. And I say that in the best way possible. It was there was it was mainly collectors, but Gareth Edwards jumped on board. We had the editor of the Empire Strikes Back. We had people who worked on the film. We had international people talking about their collection. We had the guy who voiced Mark uh, Luke Skywalker in the Hungarian version turned up. We were on there. Uh, Rebel Force Radio, our friends over there, they were on there. It was a hell of a celebration. And um, thank you to Farthest From for uh, including the Sultans of Spice in it. Yes, the Sultans of Spice, indeed. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, in the distance, I'm sure I can hear the chiming of Big Ben Kenobi. Does that mean the Galactic News Round? Matty boy. You know it means that is the Galactic News Round. Let's hit it. The Mandalorian has been nominated for 15 Emmys, including Best Drama. The original Mandalorian novel, which was slated for release in 2020, has had its release date pushed back to 2021. Hello, this is Ahmed Best. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program. Now, this week, we thought we'd uh, kick it back uh, to prequel style. We're going back to the beginning now to discuss the origin of the Chosen One. We're going to be discussing Anakin Skywalker's quote-unquote birth and obviously status of the Chosen One that came with it. So, um, Bilo, this was uh, this was an interesting idea for a main discussion. Mate, it's a filthy one. I can't even lie to you because really, since the prequels, the Skywalker saga really does... It really does begin with Lil Lenny. Lenny? Any? It does, mate, because he's the chosen one. This little kid in Tatooine, you know, was it an accident that, you know, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan escaped from Naboo in episode one on that ship, on that shiny ship? And, um, oh, we we have to stop off at this nearest planet. Oh, yeah. What what planet's that, mate? Tatooine. All right. <laughs> and they meet a little kid. Is extremely high with the force. You know, it was it was inevitable, you know, and that is part of the Star Wars story, is that you have this little boy who, you know, has come from nowhere and the Jedi Order are skeptical. They don't believe he's mm-hmm. the chosen one. But 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 maybe, you know, we, I mean we've never to this day properly had a canon um written version of the prophecy in star wars have we um we've had 
prophecies in the Master and Apprentice novel from Claudia Gray, which was all about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, which was set just slightly before The Phantom Menace. So there have been prophecies, but I don't believe there's ever been one for the prophecy. Right, right. And I, I, and I kind of like it like that, you know? Um, and I think... I mean, maybe they might dive into that one day, but I think it's really cool that it's kind of like open-ended, that we don't see the text for that. Um, and we just hear people talking about that, particularly in the prequels. And that, that makes sense because by the Jedi are, uh, by the time of Revenge of the Sith and, um, you know, in, after that, the Jedi are wiped out. And so is their mythology, so is their prophecy. Um, so very few are aware of it and, and uh, believe in it. And even some of the people that do believe in it, they certainly don't believe it is uh, Darth Vader. Uh, I think I mentioned this again recently, you know, in, in Star Wars Rebels, Twin Suns episode. Obi-Wan clearly believes that Luke is the chosen one, right? Because you would. Yeah, yeah. You would. Understandably so. Understandably so. And guess what? Yoda probably thought Luke was the chosen one. And just in case... He isn't. He thought, don't worry, there's another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if she fails, we're screwed. Yeah, exactly. No one thought it was uh, Lil Lenny <laughs> as old big boy tank Darth Vader, did they? You know, they, they thought, you know, this little boy is just going to end up being a Jedi unit and he's going to wipe out the Sith. Um, but obviously that's not, not how it, that's not how it went, did it, mate? No, it didn't. Um, and on that chosen one prophecy, I have racked my brains. And in fact, there is a, the prophecy has actually been written down and it was in that book. And it's very blunt and it's very unsubtle. Um, shall, I, uh, shall I regale it to you? It's about t- 10 what, words. Hang on, what book is it in? This is Master and Apprentice, which is the core no, wait, of the, one story. The, the prophecy is in Master and Apprentice. Yep. Okay, really? all right. Yeah, I want to hear this. I mean, I it's, hear it's, it. I mean, it's very to the point. A chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored. So they kind of set it up on a plate there. So <laughs> chosen one's coming, right, no it. governor, okay. balance. Okay, right. That is pretty straightforward. Yeah, and I was... Fair enough. The thing is, everything you were saying then, I was like, you know what? It's the same as Yoda. And I know we've mentioned what I think about Yodes and the Mandalorian and whether they're going to reveal anything. I like the mystery. And I get this mystery, and I guess this this is just a prophecy. In a in in the fictional universe, this is just a prophecy. So this doesn't mean that uh, the Anakin is the chosen one because the prophecy said it might just be a massive coincidence. But it's easy to see why Qui Gon would look at Anakin, think, "Well, you've got a high midichlorian rate." By the way, it's from me, who's uh, where's the governor? Is he is he at work in the factories? Uh, there was no dad. Um, right, and then obviously he's thinking about this prophecy he's heard, an ancient Jedi prophecy, maybe, so it's not the last few years, this is ancient, this is kind of prime Jedi territory back in the the uh, formation of the Jedi, I guess, or, um, so it's it's an old one, but um, it checks out clearly, but everything you, <laughs> everything you were saying, I was also, but I was just agreeing with you, thinking, do you know what, I don't mind that it. it's out there, but... The fact that it is so blunt, it's just like, right, well, this is it. So there's no going around it. This is the prophecy. I well, bro, it... I didn't even know. I Listen, I didn't even know it existed until... Okay, well, now you know, know it existed. In, in... What do you think? Or did you prefer it when it didn't? Or now that you know it, does it has it changed anything? I don't, I don't really mind. And like I say, mate, I always take this sort of canon with a pinch of salt. I'm sad to say, mate. Um, 
and I think I think that can be a healthy way to look at that kind of canon. Um, but what I will say is I love the idea of the prophecy, and I think it's one of the coolest themes in the prequels and definitely in Phantom Menace. You know, this boy, this underdog, it, it makes a lot of sense, and I think there's more to it than just Anakin, mm-hmm. and I'll get to that soon. Um, but you mentioned about Shmi and what she said, right? Because she, Qui-Gon asks her a question, right? And Shmi, the way she says it is awesome too, isn't it? Well, if I shout loud enough, maybe Shmi will tell us. Shmi, can you tell us what you said, please? You should be very proud of your son. He gives without any thought of reward. Well, he knows nothing of greed. He has a... He has special powers. Yes. He can see things before they happen. That's why he appears to have such quick reflexes. It's a Jedi trait. He deserves better than a slave's life. Had he been born in the Republic, we would have identified him earlier. The Force is unusually strong with him. That much is clear. Who was his father? There was no father. I carried him. I gave birth. I raised him. I can't explain what happened. There you go. There's an awful lot to unpack in that um, exchange between Qui-Gon and Shmi. Firstly, the fact that he says to a grown woman he has special powers. I've always um, that's one of the lines I always wince at. But he says <laughs> if he if he was born in the Republic, we would have identified him. And the look that Shmi gives Qui-Gon is one of kind of like worry, but also ident- you would have identified. It's almost like you know we would have taken him from you then. Don't worry. Um, yeah, but like a science experiment. Yeah, you know, if we if we'd known about him earlier, we'd have ripped him away from you sooner. But it was it's it's the moment here. You know, who, who was the father? And there there was none. And that's a big thing to drop, isn't it? Firstly, in a kids' movie, but there's so many different paths and directions which lead to and from that statement, um, which I know we're going to mention, and a lot of our listeners have mentioned as well. But so there we have it. So Shmi has said it herself. There's there is there was no father. So there's. You know, she's not going to lie about that. There was no father. It was an immaculate conception. She's, uh, she's carried um, young Annie, uh, little Annie, in her womb, and she's little given Annie. birth. But other than that, she has no idea how it happened. So it was a miracle baby almost. Um, and again, the more you say it, of course that brings up the religious undertones that we know, the biblical undertones. So, um, I mean, where, where, where to begin on that? Do, firstly, what are your thoughts then on that? Because you, you said you love the, the answer and the way she says it. So what are your thoughts on the statement? And then... Let's build upon it. Okay. All right. So you, you'd want to just straight up know what I think. Oh, this, I is, this, is, this, is, this is my grasp, okay? This is my grasp on it, okay? And I might, I might come back to this. I might not. Don't know. Let's find out. Um, so I think, I think um, there's two ideas behind Lil Lenny, and that is that he is given to us or the people, the galaxy, right? That's probably the better terminology. He's given to the galaxy from the force, okay? The other option is that he is the creation of Palpatine or Plagueis. Mm -hmm. He is a Darth Side creation. Um, And the prophecy 
isn't isn't affected by that. Okay, the prophecy is not affected by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really, I think, mate, I think I strongly lean toward the force. Giving, giving the galaxy Anakin Skywalker. The reason I say that, mate, is because Darth Plagueis and Palpatine are up to no good in their basement, mm-hmm. um, creating all sorts of stuff, all sorts of naughtiness and spice. And a few too and, many Kefbees. Um, yeah, mate, they're, they're on the Kefbees all night long, mate. They've got Lionel Richie in the background and they're making all sorts of crazy Star Dark Wars stuff. On the ceiling. <laughs> mate, literally. With the force. They love it. We love it. Everyone loves it. All right. But listen, right? So they're doing all that crazy stuff. And that's when the force is not not necessarily because it's not a conscious being mm-hmm. as such, but it's knows that it is extremely unbalanced. Therefore, something miraculous needs to happen. Something miraculous. And it chose Shmi to give birth to a being who was extremely powerful in the Force, despite not being trained. Um, I love your comment, by the way, if if about Annie being... Lil Annie being born in the Republic... I th- you know, that's a great point. And once again, it, it, it highlights the flaw of that Jedi uh, yeah. era, right? It, it, it highlights their mistakes. But as I was saying, right, I think that Annie was, 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 he was extraordinarily strong with the Force. You know, kid was pod racing. No, no humans could pod race. He could yeah. do it. They said that in he the film, didn't they? It's that in the film, mate. And it's, it's clear to me that. He was sent to correct the course, okay? And the reason I say that is because if um, if Annie wasn't born, right? Mm-hmm. Lil Annie, if he wasn't born, Plagueis and Palpatine have pretty much figured out, are figuring out how to cheat death and, and the Jedi Order are in their worst position ever mm-hmm. right they're about to give up all their power unknowingly right and who's gonna fix it yeah there's no one there to fix it obi-wan and yoda weren't gonna <laughs> qui-gon wasn't going to nope they Abby Mundy certainly it. wasn't it would have taken a very very long time and here's my thought matty boy if you don't mind me going on mate um, Go. my apologies um Anakin is born, and obviously we see his stories throughout the prequels. But the the, the gist of the prequel trilogy leading up to um, this point is that he gives birth. It, uh, well, he he fathers two children, Leia and Luke, mm-hmm. right? And Leia and Luke are catalysts, but they do not exist without Anakin Skywalker. There is no Leia and Luke without Anakin Skywalker. Okay, so now we we skip to the end of the original trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Vader kills Palpatine, okay? And not only does Vader kill Palpatine, Vader has given the universe its new hope and spark of the new Jedi Order, Luke Skywalker, and Leia. Evil rises again 30 years later, or it's been rising since the the remnants of the Empire never left. Very comparable to to Germany in, in World War II in some ways. 
and, and again, that's 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 quite a deep analysis uh, kind of thing. Maybe maybe a discussion for another time. But anyway, the the evil rises again, right, in the form of Kylo and and Snoke. Now Kylo's part of that family, but once again, once again, Luke Skywalker saves everyone in the Last Jedi. He is the reason hope can carry on. Once again. Not possible without Anakin Skywalker and that little miracle birth, that little kid who does that pod racing. And then Rey takes on that that mantle, right? And she goes on to defeat Palpatine with Ben Solo, mm-hmm. Anakin's grandson, finally. And th- those two together do exactly what Anakin wanted to do and what Plagueis and Palpatine wanted to do. They were they were bringing back people from the, from the life. They were influencing the midichlorians to resurrect people, to bring life back, right? And they did that. They did that. And that's why the Skywalker lineage lives on through Rey. You know, we don't know what was passed through, like, like you know, f- from a force point of view. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how I see it. Without Anakin, there is no Star Wars. Without that little boy, there is no saga, there is no story, and there is no good. So to to assume that that comes from a bad place, from design, mm-hmm. from from Plagueis and Palpatine, I think it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's ludicrous. That's my two pennies worth, Matt. Ah, right, I'm going to open up a beer. Your well, turn, mate. He's off. He's gone now. He's, he's, he's dropped the mic. <laughs> No, spot on, mate. Absolutely wonderful points there, mate. Um, and I mean, in terms of that, I, I can only agree. I can't really disagree with any, with anything you said. I mean, in terms of the the prophecy again, a chosen one shall come, born no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored. Now, firstly, it says through him. Now, I don't know about say there is no capitalization on him, so uh, I'm assuming it's always going to be a male. But uh, it says ultimate balance in the force will be restored. It says through him. Not not because of him necessarily, or I think that can be interpreted by everything you've just said. Through Anakin, we get exactly. Luke and Leia. Through those those guys, we then get Ben and ultimately Ray as well, who then uh, full circle defeats Palpatine and thus hopefully apparently ends the Sith and all the darkness that's plagued the galaxy since well Plagueis and Palpatine started. Um, playing around with a midichlorian so that is uh, it, it ties into the prophecy perfectly and it's it's when you're saying that that it is the force kind of reacting to what palpatine and Plagueis are doing it makes the fall of anakin skywalker even more tragic heavy and hard hitting that you know this kid was meant to be the shining light in the galaxy and palpatine uh, found out his weak points you know love and obviously also the need for power and independence played him on it and took the took the shining light and brought him down to his level so then obviously then the redemption and revenge return of the jedi is greater than thinking about that so he was the chosen one that he was like the the shining light the clone war showed that he became darth vader because of palpatine um, palpatine's seduction and allure and then at the end of return of the jedi he he, uh, he eats him off the uh, reactor shaft, down the reactor shaft, and then the Rise of Skywalker and does a lot of that. But you mentioned being uh, born from darkness, and I wanted to, as is the Force, let's give some balance. Shmi yeah. said there was no father, and we've got the prophecy. But in Revenge of the Sith, in probably all of our favourite 
um, scene or one of them from that film or the prequel trilogy. You've got obviously Palpatine and Anakin spit, uh, chatting. And then uh, Palpatine decides to take over. He's thinking, well, I've had enough of this game. This is where I hook you in. And this is what he says. I find it very interesting. We all know the quote, but here we go. Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. So that was the main scene. And of course, later on, he then goes to say, Elianic, of course, giving us that oh. excellent line. But I wanted to bring that up because in rewatching that scene, it's, it's the scene where he, you know, he puts the hooks into Anakin now. But when he's saying that um, Plagueis was so powerful with the Force that he could influence the midichlorian to create life, once he says life, he turns around and pointedly stares straight at Anakin and smiles like, to create life. As if, he, as mm. if Palpatine is looking over his creation, his um, like, uh, force son or dark, his Sith son. And I found it very interesting because it does look like, and we know Palpatine likes to, likes to brag. He likes to gloat. Just look at him in the Rise of Skywalker regaling the Sith Eternal when he gets his red robes on. He like He's a man who likes to gloat. And in this scene, I think he is. He's looking directly at Anakin as he says the words to create life. So there is that instance, instance now where, you think, well, hold on. Did Palpatine and Plagueis actually create Anakin? Is it a case of the the dark side did influence the midichlorians to create Anakin? Is it a case of actually the Force did create Anakin, as you've just said, but mm. in in his hubris, Palpatine thinks that actually this is we created this without realizing it was actually a reactionary thing. Um, and then even going back, I mean, in in Legends, in the Plagueis novel, which even though it's Legends fabulous novel they are the actual uh what they say explanation in there is what pretty much what you've just said Plagueis wanted to make the greatest Sith of them all he wanted to influence midichlorians but the force actually reacted and created Anakin now that hasn't been confirmed necessarily in canon but it seems to tie into what you were saying but in terms of balance and I know we've got another example of Palpatine being at the forefront of this but in terms of what Palp says there very, you know, you could any you could look at that as well and say, do you know what was that Palpatine admitting it? Because in the original script that George Lucas wrote for Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine says, "I created you." You could say, "I am your father," pretty much. That's been no. thrown out, of course. In George Lucas's mind, originally Palpatine was, you know, the creator. So, just from what Palps no. was saying, then could you could you could you look at that then and think, well, actually, maybe it was Palps. No, no. <laughs> um, uh, well, it, even if it was in the concept or in the draft, it weren't there. Mm-hmm. So it's not canon, yeah. right? But I, but you understand George's line of thinking. And you know what? I've never actually looked at that scene like that before. 
I've never interpreted it like that. And it's it's one of my favourite scenes, but it's it's a very strong point, to be honest. Watch the way he looks at Annie when he says life after this. Check it out and you'll see what I mean. The way he looks at him as if to say as if to like say like create life, i.e. you. Mm. But but let's look at it big picture. What what was the purpose of it? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the purpose of Plagueis and Anakin creating another, effectively another baddie, knowing full well of the rule of two? Well, Palps did slay his master, didn't he? But it was both of them that would have created him, right? Um, I guess you could look at it. I mean, maybe I'm making an assumption. No, I mean, in my understanding is the, the Sith master always knew the apprentice would kill him and take over. So, and that was just something that, happened in in Sith law in the way of the True. Sith um, and even Palpatine was always always preparing for Vader to try and you know usurp his power um from him obviously in with the with all the other contingencies and he's done but so there is that as well that pa- pa- maybe Plagueis knew all along Palp was going to kill him because that's what the Sith do and by creating Anakin as a dark side vessel the ultimate Sith then not only is Palpatine ascending to power, but he's also going to have to contend with the greatest Sith of them all. It makes sense. To be fair, it makes sense. And I think either of them are debatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either of them are feasible. I'm talking about the 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 theories here, the, the ideas here, right? But I really feel like... If if the hope of the galaxy, everything came from Palpatine, to me, that doesn't shout good versus evil. And Star Wars is very much good versus evil. And that's, again, I'm guessing here, but that's probably why George would have taken that 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 line out. Because mm-hmm. um, even, even though it might be implied, might, yeah, right? that's it. I, I love the idea. I much prefer the idea of the Force balancing everything out and basically basically creating or cheating in 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 one way um and and getting the goodies to the front of the race right giving them the boost because without anakin there there is no good and there is no end to the tyranny of the dark side right that we know of whereas if um palpatine or plagueis created anakin that like inevitably created their destruction. I mean, there is some poetic justice in that, but I I just don't think they would do it. And I think, you know, I think they were way more obsessed with preserving their own life mm-hmm. because they know that they're not going to carry on into for, being force ghosts, right? Like like the Jedi are, um, than, as opposed to creating life. Although... Mate, this is a hard one. You it's guys, one. you guys listening right now, you can see why we picked this bad boy topic, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's it's a naughty. It's one. not black. But, or, it's not like Star Wars as it used to be. It's not you know black and white with no shades of grey. Both of these theories and speculation points, it, you could you could get the circles, you can push them together, and there's a little bit in the middle, your grey area, which which you can't get you can't get away from, can you? And if the fact that but now I'm thinking, well, the Sith rule of two, the apprentice kills the master. However, if the the master and the apprentice were working together to preserve life and immortality, 
maybe Plagueis didn't think Pauk was going to kill him. Uh, again, this is all conjecture and speculation, but because why would they be working on immortality together? Surely Plagueis would be doing that by himself. So when, when Pauk does kill him, he can be like, ha ha, I'm a vessel on Exegol now. Um, so there's, there's so many, the more we're talking about it now, the more, the more new things come into play where it's like, actually, this is, it's more convoluted than, than, than it thinks. And both of them are great, great, great um, points. And, uh, do, you know, do you know what I mean? If, if you said, if you said now, I'm actually on the side of one of them and I'm, and I said, I'm on the side of the other at the minute, where we stand now, there's no real wrong answer. They're all right answer. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree, man. I totally agree. And actually, I suppose it is down to interpretation. Yeah. Um, but uh, listen, I think things got a little bit more complicated when a certain comic book came out. Would you agree, mate? <laughs> yeah. Issue 25 of Star Wars Darth Vader came out in 2018, which, I mean... Sound, that feels like about five years ago now because of what's happened this year. But yeah, that came out and <laughs> there was a more than a massive hint, which again, we can talk about that in a minute. But um, what did you think about that? Because everything we're speaking about now, but that comic book panel, just like one panel, seemed to basically give credence to that point. And the, yes. the panel, for those who haven't seen it, well, I won't go into the whole thing, but basically Vader goes, Darth Vader goes through a portal in his castle on Mustafar, created by an old Sith Lord called Momin. This is after Vader's slaughtered him. But basically he transcends life and time and he, he leaves his body, his soul kind of leaves his body and he goes into this netherworld and he sees visions of the past, the present and the future. It's a really actually pretty uh, cool um, moment. It's very well done, but there's one scene, one panel in particular, isn't there, mate, that we're going to mention? Yes, mate. It's basically... Um, Palpatine conjuring up all sorts of tricks, yeah, on this comic book. And to be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna straight up say, although it, you know this comic book um, created a lot of discussion, a lot of dialogue, and um, a lot of debate, uh, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, and I don't think that sort of decision or uh, weight necessarily belongs in 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 a comic book um especially when it is so open ended and that's of course i i'm not opposed to comics and books carrying weight in 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 the canon you know far from from it but it's when it's not it, it's not clear they're like, like they're clearly hinting towards something because they're afraid to definitely confirm uh, a point, right? Um, but yeah, let me just get the image up of this, Matty Boy. What is it? Star Wars? It's Star Wars Darth Vader, issue 25. Darth. And if, um, Darth. if, if you Google Darth. it, it's, it's the first things that come up basically is, is the Palps image, like the perfectly said, the conjuring image. Yeah, it's the crazy. Um, hang on. Palpatine. Yeah, so it's you got young Shmi there, just like holding her baby bump and stuff, and you got like Palpatine in the background lurking behind, and seemingly creating the baby bump or giving giving uh, giving the baby force powers. Because if you look Conjuring's at the if you the look word. at the image, right, she's already pregnant, mm-hmm. right? So maybe he's just. Maybe he's just like getting a heads up or something, mm-hmm. like saying, "All oh, right, this baby, this or a super powerful baby." 
It's like that Raylo Force baby, That's you know. Like, he didn't get it. <laughs> Like but it's, it's it's so ridiculously open ended, right? That it doesn't really answer anything. It, it doesn't really say anything, and it doesn't really confirm anything. It just adds fuel to an already pretty confusing fire. That's my take on it, mate. Yeah, it look well, that was written very much to to stoke the fires, to get people talking, not to buy the comic book necessarily, but just to get people talking about this. It's um. Kieran Gillen, I believe, um, the man who created your buddy, Dr. Afra, in fact, he he wrote this. And it, it to me, when I saw I mean, the, the, the internet was ablaze at the time. And all you've got to do is type in what Luke's just done, Darth Vader issue 25, Palpatine, and vroom, stories, YouTube videos, website uh, click links. To, to, you know, it's confirmed, they were saying. Turns out later it isn't. But um, the for me, the panel is, to me, it's... I I actually I look at it and think that's conclusive evidence at the time. If that's what they want to go for, there's no way I can look at the panel of Palps conjuring up whatever it is he's cutting the midichlorians within Shmi. There's no way that they can think anyone reading that isn't going to think right. You know, Shmi Skywalker suddenly pregnant baby Palps is behind her. They know exactly what they're going for. Um, so I I saw that at the time. And was like, well, you know, whilst I haven't confirmed it, because it never actually said Palpatine did this, just because he's behind her, you know, standing there like me trying to get those brownies last week at Luke's house, um, doesn't mean that he was actually the one who did it. It's, it's all in Anakin's mind. But you can't help but look at that and mm. think that's conclusive evidence. Uh, Matt Martin, the uh, create group, the creative executive over at Lucasfilm, a year later came out and debunked it and said that, you know, it's not, um, that isn't the canon explanation. It, as I mentioned, it, it takes place inside Anakin's head. So it's how Anakin sees it, which again, doesn't mean it is so the correct the way. Point? So it has been debunked exactly. as officially the reason. So um, as of now, it is still a a mystery. But the fact that they had <laughs> to come out and, and say, look, no, 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 that, that ain't it. Because it was, to me, it was so conclusive that, um, yeah. Mm. Matt Martin, our buddy over there, came out and said, no, no, it's not. But do you know what they're doing? No. Oh, mate, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm still leaning way more towards the Force giving us Anakin. I think it makes way more sense. Um, and I think, you know, we, like you said, we're talking about balance. Something super unnatural and crazy is happening in... Um, you know, just before the Phantom Menace, and also just before the Phantom Menace, another thing crazy and unnatural is happening to balance it out. And obviously, by the end of the Skywalker saga, Palpatine's doing something crazy and unnatural, right? To to effectively um, resurrect himself, mm-hmm. and Ben and Ray are doing the same thing, right? Yeah, balance. yeah, using the Force Force heal. I think it was a Force like life giving. Yeah. So. So you've got, at the start of the saga, this balancing act, and then at the end of the saga, another balancing act. To me, makes way much more sense. It's more poetic, and it's, it's, more, it's, just, it's just better. I think it's just better. Um, that's, that's, I think that is my conclusive thought on it. The Force gave us... Lilani! 
um, which then meant Watto could employ him and say, little Annie, as much as possible. Then if he did, if the force didn't create him, we wouldn't get such lines as, are you an angel? Or I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. Or yippee. So thank, oh no. So thank you for that. But uh, I think, I think uh, sitting here now, I lean on the side of thinking that the force reacted to the dark side conjuring and what was happening in, with Palps and Plagueis. And it, the the force chose me, not for any reason. They must have, you know, they must have looked at Shmi and thought this is a strong woman. She, you know, she, and bestowed upon Shmi this um, honour. You know, unless they just picked her randomly, I don't know. But um, I don't know how immaculate conceptions work in terms of the lottery. But um, I lean to it more that it was a, a reaction from the force rather than some Sith conjuring. But I will say on my final point that the idea of Anakin being the chosen one that the Jedi prophesized about actually being created by the Sith to bring the Jedi down. Uh, there is again, there's something to that, which is, I find that, you know, fascinating that the Jedi are convinced that this guy was a chosen one for the, you know, he was their chosen one. turns out he was actually the Sith chosen one, or created by the Sith. There's a lot more there as well, which I find absolutely fascinating. But um, from that point of view, so as we mentioned, Either way, whichever way you sit on this, you're neither right nor wrong. Firstly, because there is no canon explanation. And secondly, even if there was, both sides are so open-ended and ambiguous and alluring that you could pick either, your head canon could decide whatever it wanted. So, for, so Lukey Boy is um, sat on the side of the force. I'm going to join him this time. But I I do believe that you know, the, the, the Sith having a say in it you know, is that's some fun storytelling right there. So, um, the origin of the chosen one, Lukey boy, force made, force, a maid. Yeah, oh yeah, force baby. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Whew. Speaking of chosen one. There's our chosen one. To Bantina, our favourite dusty old drinking hole. Should we pop in there for a Swifty? Oh, mate. You read my mind. Let's do it. Our chosen yeah. guns. <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. That's it. Love Time it. to get love a couple it. of Kef beers out. And uh, the Bantina, you know what we're doing here. And if you don't, each week we drop into our favourite drinking hole. The best in the galaxy. Now that Mars's castle has been battered. To shoot the galactic breeze with the best listeners in the galaxy, and to get your thoughts on our main discussion. Yes, absolutely, and we love hearing your opinions, guys. So thank you for sending in your messages. And our first message we're going to hear is patron Emily Bonner, who has this to say. Hey, Star Wars sessions, it's Emily. One thing I find myself yelling about all the time is if you do the math i'm pretty sure anakin skywalker and baby yoda were born about the same time could this all be part of palpatine's force experimentation i mean who knows what was going on in the galaxy far far away i don't know let me know what you think wow so just as we've done i'm wrapped up our main topic Emily comes through, left field, 
and completely br- brings a whole new theory, whole new idea. And do you know what? I love it. it, it it's contrary to what I just said, but do you know what? I flipping love it. It's great. It is great. And if they tied it up like that, oh, mate. Oh, mate. The spice. No, no. The spice. Go on, Matt. What are you thinking? Ugh, can you imagine if Favreau basically turned and says, actually, yeah, Anakin was the chosen one of the Sith and Baby Yoda was going to bring balance or something mad like that. You're right, though. Timeline-wise, they are pretty much the same age. And we know that somebody in the Imperial Remnant desperately wanted Baby Yoda and um, Gid- Moff Gideon basically says that in the final season of the Mando and, he, and in uh, Press Junkets leading up to season two he's pretty much said exactly the same thing that they want Baby Yoda for a very specific reason and it's a big one um, so if, he, if, he, if the timelines are just coincidental I do think Baby Yoda we've mentioned this as well we, we think Baby Yoda plays into Palpatine's return in the Rise of Skywalker, but that's a that's a great point, Emily. So, guys out there on Emily's point, you know, Anakin and Baby Yoda, same age, part of the plan, uh, Palps' plan. What do you guys think, um, but Emily? Thank you very much for sending that in. Always great to hear your voice, legend. Um, the wonderfully named the Dark Moose said, "There's clearly a messianic vibe surrounding his birth, with possible allusions to an immaculate conception by the Fourth. Others feel he was somehow intentionally conceived by Palpatine." I personally don't think Palpatine have had that ability. Good lad. And um, Star Laws said, for me personally, you have to look at the 2018-19 Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith comics as they explain his connection to Palpatine and how Palps used the Force to create him. And uh, Patreon legend Dave Dunn said, I've, I'd have personally loved a bit more behind it rather than there was no father. A bit of mystery that could be explored later on. I know we got the Palps influence to pregnancy, but I didn't really enjoy that. I would have liked him to be older to take away the awkwardness of the Padme scenes in The Phantom Menace. I also think that somehow Anakin could have played a major role in the new trilogy. He was the chosen one. That kind of came undone with the new films. Dude, such good comments. Such good comments, especially that last one from Dave. I, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Thanks for those guys. And up next, we got another cheeky voice message from our American friend. It's Cuddy Bricks. Let's hear it. What's going on, fellas? Matt and Luke. Good to be on the show with you guys. This is Sammy at Cuddy Bricks on Instagram, all the way from South Florida. Excited to hear you guys' thoughts on the topic this week, Anakin's origin or the Immaculate Conception, whatever you want to call it. Um, for a long time, I thought that it had something to do with Palpatine um, creating Anakin in one way or another, manipulating the midichlorians or whatever you want to call it. But I like the idea better that it was the Force creating a balance in the galaxy um, because of Plagueis and Palpatine. Um, Force gave the galaxy Anakin to balance the scales in um, that way. And I kind of like the idea that we really don't know. You know, it's it's speculation at this point. We don't know. And I think like the Jedi, we like to quantify a lot of things about Star Wars. We like to know and understand and be able to put our finger on it. But like the Force, I think it's beautiful that we don't understand and um, we are unlike the Jedi in that way that we can, you know, think we know all about it. But 
the force is really its own thing. So I like that we don't really know, and I like that we can still speculate. Um, but that's just kind of my thoughts. Hope you guys enjoy, and uh, be safe. <laughs> oh, oh, my days. The mystery. A man after my own heart, Cuddy. Cuddy, you naughty boy. I absolutely love that. So once again, I'm going back to my original idea. Uh, that Yeah, no, it was the force balancing it. Um, agree totally with you, man. Agree totally with you. Although, you know, yeah, Emma, Emily brought some, you know, real, real good spice earlier. So, oh, man, this is this is what the Bantine is good for, Matty boy. It's wicked, isn't it? Our buddy Cuddy dropping it. And I love it. The myst- Like Dave Dunder said, the mystery that we don't know is exciting, even though Dave um, wanted a bit more mystery. But the fact that we have just had this debate and we're getting these spicy comments in, it shows that, look, it's a, a bit of mystery. Star Wars is alive and well with it. Look what it can create. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I love that about, you know, maybe are we falling into the trap of what the Jedi did? Are we researching and analysing a bit too much? And listen, the Star Wars so. community is guilty of that. And listen, Matt and I might be guilty of that every now and then. Oh, yes, maybe. Um, okay, all right. So thank you for sending that cuddy in, mate. Appreciate it. Up next, we've got SD1985 UK, who said, love how there is no scrutiny whatsoever from Qui-Gon after he must learn of this immaculate conception. Just throws it to one side as his belief in the Force is so strong. Arrogant and brash again. Nothing else matters apart from the chosen one. Interesting thought there, mate. Thank you for sending that in. And finally, from my side, patron Sean Hudson, legend, naughty boy, says Jar Jar is the father. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We've had our answer. See you next week. Um, Yeah, maybe Binks is the man man behind all along. Um, Thanks, Sean. Uh, Finally... Andrew Brewing said, uh, check this out, classic Greek and biblical influence, the basis of most archetypes, hero of prophecy born among the destitute. Shmi Skywalker as well equals immaculate conception via the force slash God slash nature. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan have similar prophecy, uh, a believer versus skeptic dynamic in the Master and Apprentice book. Lastly, we should note, Yoda, Kenobi and Windu talk on misinterpreting the prophecy and being an instrument of prophecy, see Shakespeare, specifically the witch's prophecy, that notion of self-fulfilling prophecy or crucial omissions, meeting with destiny on the road that was taken to avoid it. And I wanted to include that because Andrew's gone deep in there with, with Greeks, uh, Greek influence, a biblical influence, the Star Wars canon, Shakespeare. There's, and that is the beauty of this prophecy, of this chosen one, um idea and everything we've spoken about everything andrew's mentioned all of the other listeners and the ones we didn't get to as well thank you for sending those guys in please do keep sending them but i wanted to end on that because that kind of wraps everything up and just shows how big this discussion point is so guys and girls thank you so much for your comments we appreciate it every week Yes, guys, thank you so much. And if I might say, these comments this week have been particularly, really, and absolutely so good. So good. And up next, we got our Patreon 
questions. This is the part of the Bantina where our patrons get to ask us a question. And uh, up up first, you know what? We, we have another voice message. It's from our king, Alex, bad boy, MC, Jessup. Let's hear it. Hello there, Star Wars Sessioners. This is my August Patreon question. So you're both having a dinner party at your manor. You've got some excellent grub on the go. You're singing the best in-universe Star Wars song. You've got some blue milk on tap, and you've even got some death sticks to sample when the drawing went afterwards. You're allowed five guests from any of the Star Wars platforms, so that's uh, from films, animated series, comics, etc. Who are you inviting? Oh, I'm afraid the dinner party will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Keep it spicy. Chica chica. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, man. It's the king in Woking. Oh, the king in Woking, man. Um, all right. I love it. I love it, Alex, mate. I mean, this is from the same man who asked who would fight <laughs> in Star Wars. I still can't down, get we've... over that. Who would we have a who would we fight? Who would, who would we have a bare knuckle with? Um, all right, Matty boy, I'm going to hand it over to you. Who who are you, Sandman? Um, well, this is what this is what Patreon questions are for. This is what we take your your bunts for each week to make the show better uh, each month. Uh, first off, uh, I'd have Ray because um, then I'd have. Sinji Rathfellus from the Aftermath books because he's got sass and he knows his booze. So he's going to tell some good stories. He's going to get the conversation flowing and he knows his uh, Pinot Grigio from his hock. Um, Grease Dritus from Fallen Order just because he's a stone cold legend. Uh, Director Krennic because it's Ben Mendelsohn. And when he gets angry, he sounds cool, which I'm sure Luke will do an impression of shortly. And finally, my last uh, guess would be Grief Karga. Because once we've sang the Luta Luta song and had our death sticks, he'd take us to the Twi'lek healing baths after. So we know we're going to have an after party as well. So Ray, Rathfellas, Grease, Krennic and Grief Karga are coming to Jabba the Hutt's Jabba the Hud's boudoir. <laughs> I like it, mate. It sounds, uh, it sounds good. Um, I'd have... In my in my uh, party, I'd have uh, Sam Wessel, the changeling, because that way I can be like Sam. Go on, just like you know, be Jay Z, will you? <laughs> right, no, Luke, not again. Like, come on, Sam, come on, do it for me. Come, I've got ninety nine right, problems, then. Sam, but don't make you one. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, I'd have Luke Skywalker because you know he's going to spit knowledge, <laughs> especially you know. Post Last Jedi, he's all good. He's in a better place, you know. Why not? Why not? I'd have the lady um, who looks after that bay in um, Tatooine in Mandalorian. Oh, um, the one with the curly hair. I forget her name now. And Amy, something in real life. She here. owns a load of pit droids. That's it. She owns loads of she owns loads of pit droids. Bring the pits along, and they can like be carving the kebabs and that for us. Boom done and she seems a bit loopy so you know it's always good to have loopy people around to you know inject some banter and some fun into the party Pelly motto um, what was her name Pelly motto Pelly motto come in Pelly 
Come in, Pelly. Jay-Z's in the corner. Go say hello. All right. Yeah, that lovely. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I'd have my boy Finn, because Finn's just a good laugh, man. Finn is going to be a good laugh. You know it. You absolutely know it. And do you know what? For, for Bance, get Padme involved. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> so, who, so who's your five again in the rundown? So I've got um, Luke Skywalker. Um, what was the lady's name from Mando? Penny Motto. That's it, Penny. I've got a changeling. I've got uh, Padme. And I've got... Um, oh, Flame Neck, who else? Um, I thought uh, there was someone else. Finn. I don't even know. Finn, that's it. I, look, and if they want to bring someone, bring someone. Yeah, it's chilled. It's laid back. We've got the rum going. Yeah, we got the hit droids carving a few cheeky kebabs in the back. Ah, mate, come on. Come on, mate. Pop open a cold one and welcome to Castle Bly. That's it, yes. I like it, mate. All bases covered there. And by the way, it's bring your own bottle. I'm not supplying it for you. Bring your own, lads, and bring me one. That's it. So, uh, uh, Jessup, once you've had your death sticks, who's in your party? What five characters are coming to your party? Listeners, you've got a, you've got a party. Death sticks, you're singing. What five characters from any medium of uh, the galaxy, the franchise, are you uh, bringing along? I invite him. We'd love to hear your your choices for your five. So, Alex, mate, thank you again for your question this month. Uh, we cannot wait for September's <laughs> already. Um, and our next question was from Vadim Simmons, a.k.a. Dimsky, a.k.a. the Belgian Bond. And he said, we all agree the sequel trilogy lacks prequel trilogy nods. If you could add one thing from the PT into the SD... What would that be? For me, replace the Fathias with pod racers. It would have significantly improved the much disliked Canto bite scene. Broom boy becomes Pit boy. Voila. So, um, Lukey boy, uh, Vadim says, you know, get rid of their horses and bring in some pod racers. Broom boy, Pit boy, Canto bite is improved according to Vadim. So, what would you bring in from the PT into the new trilogy, the last trilogy? Mate, do you know what? When yeah. I saw this message from Vadim. From the Belgian Bond, yeah. Mate, uh, it, I don't know if I was just transported to a boat with him on the Mediterranean, drinking a few bevs, but blow me down, I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. I, I was that, I was like, yeah, brilliant. It, it is so clever. It's so clever. And the pod races can be a bit more, quote-unquote, posh. You know, instead of maybe pod racing in Tatooine, that's a bit more like NASCAR. Maybe, you know... Pod racing in uh, Canto Bites a bit more F1, right? I mean, that. Oh, bro, how cool would that be? There you go. Can oh, you imagine man. it now? Can you imagine it? You can. Broom Boy is Pit Boy. Mate, I'm all there. I'm there for it. Pit Boy. Get Pit Boy in here. <laughs> Hashtag Pit Boy. <laughs> I'm there for the boat uh, with but... Vadim drink, drinking a couple of quacks in Golden Drax, the Belgian beers. Oh, he's going to love that. Big boy Vadim, he loves it. He's all over it. But do you know what, mate? Um, my, my answer to this, it's, it's actually an excellent, excellent question. And I agree, the sequel trilogy definitely needed a bit more prequel trilogy injected into it. Uh, I believe, 
the political landscape needed to be explained a lot more. Mm. And that's something that the prequels did excellently. Better probably than... It, it did that the best out of all of the trilogies. Um, especially when it's so big picture, right? The original trilogy can get away with its dynamic because you have the underdogs versus the Empire. No more questions. That's it. It was the first a trilogy made. It, it can get away with a lot of things, right? And it does it beautifully. The prequel trilogy needs to explain its existence a bit more, right? And that's what the sequel trilogy lacked, man. Mm -hmm. it, you know, give me a smidge more on what the resistance is versus the New Republic. Come on. Star like a, your average TV viewer and film goer does not understand the political landscape of Star Wars in the sequel trilogy. They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't get it. And uh, I don't blame them. I do not blame them. And that is the, one of the biggest issues with The Force Awakens. And I, I adore that film. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know I loves it. So that's, that's what I'd say. Go on, mate. What, what about you? Um, well, I hear your, pit, your, your pod racers. I hear your politics and I raise you one thing. And we've just been speaking about it. Anakin Skywalker. You know, oh, hell yeah. Having uh, Annie or Big Annie... In, it, in some ways, yeah, we got a voice at the end of the Rise of Skywalker mixed in with like A.D. Gallia and Ahsoka Tano and other people, and you know, other people. But Anakin Skywalker, man, as, as Dave Dunn mentioned earlier on, he was the chosen one. And if you know, they were going to tie everything up the Skywalker saga, you need the big daddy of them all there. Whether that is like when we mentioned when uh, when Kylo is force healing and bringing him to life. Anakin standing there, you know, you've completed what I couldn't, or you've done what I couldn't, blah, 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 whatever. Just, some, just something, something. Or at the end on Tatooine, I know it probably have no um, narrative, make no sense to have Anakin there with Luke and Leia at the end, but father, son, daughter, looking over the new Skywalker, Ray, powerful. Anakin Skywalker, get him in there somewhere. Um, keep the pod racing banners Love above it. Maz's castle that were originally there before <laughs> JJ took them out. Um, that chicken dragon that Obi-Wan rides on Utapel. Have one of them roaming around. That would have been quite fun. Um, Boga. Or, to your point, go to Coruscant. Have Coruscant. Oh. Have Hosnian Prime be Coruscant. We don't want to see it get blown up, but you don't need to explain that. We immediately see the landscape, the skyscrape of Coruscant. We're like, oh, we're back here. Two seconds later, bang, destroyed. Whoa, okay. People would have seen that as a dig on the prequels from J.J., you know, all he had to do was come out and say, no, it wasn't. It was to give emotional weight. And suddenly, bish, bash, bosh, you watched a prequel trilogy on Coruscant. You now know that 30 years later, 35 years later, this is getting blown up by the people who usurped, you know, took over Palpatine's reign. Or as we now know, was Palpatine was pulling the string. So Palpatine blew up the, his own old HQ, basically. I think that would have been quality. So there's so much from the prequel trilogy, isn't it, that they could have brought over. Mate. Matty boys out here, he's just killed it. <laughs> just absolutely destroyed it. Great answers, mate. Particularly the Anakin one. That was really a lot missed opportunity, I think. Really a missed opportunity. All I can say is chicka chicka. Uh, guys, again, out there, pretty PT into the SD. Give us some ideas. If we hit the nail on the head, or we're we missing some other big, big, um, big, big things there. So, guys, thank you so much for sending those Patreon questions in. Sign up at $3.00. 
like Dave Dunn did at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions to get a monthly question. But all tiers start from $2 and you get everything, every audio um, show we drop uh, starts at $2. Uh, so yeah, guys, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. And Discord, Where? how do we get about getting people on there, big boy? Right, guys, if you want to get on our Discord server, which is like a big WhatsApp group chat, DM us on socials or we'll send you a link. You can come through for daily bants and daily chat. Need I say more other than Lilani? Lilani? And tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars Sessions if you want to buy any of our merch or any T-shirts, anything else you want to get. All on that website, so do go check that out. And we appreciate each and every one of you supporting the show and wearing our merch out and about. We've seen some great examples. Johnny Olaf, Martin Mead, uh, of course, the Belgian Bond as well. Thank you so much for that. Guys, so uh, there we go. We say goodbye once more to our favourite dusty drinking hole, but don't worry, we'll be, we'll be back again next week. Star Wars Sessions Game! That's right, it is the Sessions Game! And uh, this week, it is my turn to host the game. Uh, Matty Boy, are you ready for some Star Wars I'm never sure I'm ready with some of the bangers you've been dropping in the last few episodes you've done it, so... uh... Shoot. Yeah, this this one, mate, it's called um What Did Lilani Say Next? Where <laughs> I will <laughs> I I will say a phrase spoken yep. by a Star Wars character that is talking to Lilani in The Phantom Menace, <laughs> and uh you have to say what Annie replies with or or says next, and I will accept a really good paraphrasing. Okay, so it's actually what he said in the film, okay. Yeah, basically. Yeah, makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm ready. I've, I've got to try and get my knowledge of the script ready now. It's not like we've watched The Phantom Menace any time recently. Hey, hey, that's what I was thinking, mate. That's what I was thinking. And so you bet you better be good. Oh, no, here we go then. I'm ready. You naughty boy. So this one starts, and I'm going to start with Annie. Okay, Lilani, he goes, you're a Jedi Knight, aren't you, to Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon replies, what makes you think that? Anakin then says, and Matt? He says, I saw your laser sword. Brilliant. Yes! I'll give you I'll give you an extra point if you know what he says after that. Um, I saw uh, your laser sword. He says, uh, only, only a Jedi carries that and nobody... And, and, and Qui-Gon says, well, what if I kill the Jedi? And he said, oh, you can't kill a Jedi. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Matty boy on a DJ Dex. You naughty boy. I, I love it. Yes. I love it. So, okay, okay, okay. Good start, man. What, what about this one? So Yoda, big boy Yoda, asks, ironic, big boy Yoda. Um, he asks, how feel you? Um, they're in the chamber at the Jedi Council chamber, aren't they? Yes, um, precisely. Yoda asks, how feel you? Which is a weird line. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's one of the moments where his backward talk doesn't quite work. Um, how feel you? Um, <laughs> cold. 
called Sir. Yeah. Yes, that right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He called a green guy, sir. <laughs> you good, good boy, good well Anakin, good. Now later on in this conversation, okay, and uh, let's see how long we can we can keep this going. <laughs> uh, Yo- Yoda says, "Afraid are you?" Oh, um, <laughs> this so is goes, my mind blank. Basically, he goes, he goes, "How feel you, cold, sir? Afraid are you?" Um. It's rather than saying we'll get you a cowl to warm you up. Um, <laughs> afraid are you? Uh, oh, my mind's gone blank. Um, what does Lilani reply with? I can't remember, so I'm just going to say yes, sir. Afraid? No, he goes no, sir. No, sir. Oh. I'm only one word away. I couldn't remember if he said oh. yes or no, but no, he clearly says no. Oh, mate, Lenny oh. is mugging you right off, yeah, mate. He's just completely mugged off Yoda as well. You can see it's into his mind. So, <laughs> this is the best bit of dialogue in all of Star Wars, right? It's quite well known for it. Okay, <laughs> oh, we're going to slide into our next one. Anakin goes, Anakin asks a special someone, are you an angel? And Queen Amidala replies, what? <laughs> Lil Lilani goes on to say, "Matty boy, um, he uh, he's heard some of the he's heard some of the pilots or something talk about them, um, talk about them. They're most beautiful creatures from the moons of Iago. Yes, I'm giving you that. And what else does he go on to say? Because uh, you got about half of it. Oh no! So, um, so she so he says in angel. She says what? Um, and then yeah. Annie has to try and claw back, climb out of the hole he did plug himself into. Um, an, an angel. Um, then ah, oh, um, it's a good fun. It's a good one. See, I've, isn't never, it? I've, I've never had to use this as a chat up line, so I'm I'm failing. Um, it's a good chat up line. Oh, it works clearly. But... <laughs> Um, I can't wanna, think because you've got you've got like fifty percent of that right. I'm going to give you half a point. So Anakin replies, "If an angel, I've heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They live on the moons of Lego. <laughs> I think moons <laughs> <laughs> of Lego. Lego. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Uh, I was and almost there. Yeah, you are, mate. I, that's right. Half a point. Half a point. It was just that last sentence you, you couldn't get. But next, uh, Amidala replies with, uh, you're a funny little boy. How do you know so much? Do you know what Lilani replies with? Um, In 15 years, I'm going to force choke your Mustafa. Uh, yeah, close. <laughs> Basically, so, oh, I can't remember. It's gone. He says something about, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Mate, do you want to know? Oh, this is going to kick me, so I'm going to kick Le- myself. Lilani replies with, I listen to all the traders and star pilots who come through here. I'm a pilot, you know, and someday I'm going to fly away from this place. Oh, I, knew he, I, was, I knew he said he listened to people, but I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, he listens to everyone, really. He's chosen one, isn't he? Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Oh. What about this one? Sebulba. 
bowls up to him and says, you won't walk away from this one, you slave scum. Um, mucho, bucho, slimo. Mate, I'm pretty much going to give you that. I'm pretty much going <laughs> to give you that. You naughty boy, because he says, don't count on it, slime ball, but it's in Hatties. Oh, he says a chuka chuka slimo or something weird yes, like that. Yes, a chuka yeah. chuka slimo, something like that. But I've just got the English transcript here. So. <laughs> okay, that makes me sound even more ridiculous. And when you're when I'm reading off this foreign language, um, Hatties, and you're no, reading we, it in English. Uh, mate, are you telling me you don't know Hatties? Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Hatties. Right, okay, last one. You ready for your last one? Come on, I've got to get this one right. Mate, this is filth, mate. It's not really. Uh, right, so Anakin, I'm going to do Anakin's bit, okay? This is Anakin's first line. He goes, I can't do it, Mom. I just can't do it. Shmi says, Annie. Um, and little Lenny replies with... I can't do it, Mom. She says, Annie. Um, I can't remember if this is the moment he says it, but he, he quite soon after he says... Will I ever see you again? Is dude, that what that, he says? Then? Dude, that is the next line. I'm oh, not even joking. Um, so he says, um, that he is says, the next line. No, 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 you're right. That is what he says next. Oh, is that right? That is what he says. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, mate, that is filth. Let's see if we can get this whole convo going. So, okay, yeah. Little Lenny says, Will I ever see you again? Shmi says, What does your heart tell you? Um, doesn't, um, Little Lenny? Say, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Don't ask me. Lilani, is that your final answer? Uh, <laughs> um, well, well. Uh, well, yes, yeah, I've said it yeah, now. So yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Fair play. Uh, no, Lilani says, I hope so. Yes, I guess. Shut up. Not far, not far, not just far gone by. I hope so, yeah, I guess. It's great how out of context it could just be like he's shrugging as he's saying it. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that. And what about this? Then Shmi goes on to say, "Then we will see each other again." Lilani replies with, "Um, um, <laughs> this game is. So I'm going to become Darth Vader and slaughter the Jedi." <laughs> This game uh, is so harsh. It's, this is it's only game. when I read it. I'm literally, um, I'm asking you, I'm asking you to remember each line. Like, it's great. so harsh. Think, um, so um, then we will, I know it in my heart. And then he, then he, then he says, um, then he says, um, oh, no, it's gone again. I can't remember. Goes, I can think of it when she says. I will, he goes, I will back. come back and free, and free you, mum. That's it. And I promise. didn't. Did he? So he was too late. He did for a couple minutes. Yeah, spoilers for Attackers of Clones, but yeah, yeah. In, in the end he kind of did and then didn't. But oh uh, well, bro. I, you, you know what? weren't really counting that, but I think he did half decent considering you know I've asked you to memorize um, lines. But there we <laughs> go, mate. That is the game of the week. Ba, ba. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> That's an awesome guy. So you always come with the best games, and after I always think, how where do you get your inspiration from? But then I was like, oh, we just watched that film, haven't we? So it makes sense. Um, that was a good one, mate. I enjoyed that an awful lot. Yes, mate. It, it it's all it's all Star Wars session spice, isn't it? That's that's the way it go. That's the way it goes. 
we mentioned we've seen this film. Let's not beat around the old galactic bush anymore, mate. <laughs> what's what's happening with the Phantom Menace, mate? Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace. We've only got a Phantom Menace film commentary coming to our Patreon tomorrow, i.e. Thursday. Thursday, let me check. 6th of Sixth. August, 2020. Yeah? Get on it, mate. From $2 a month, less than a cup of coffee from a coffee shop, you can listen to Matt and I chat about Phantom Menace for two hours plus... Come on, mate. It's well worth it. I, I can tell you that because I was there. Two hours, 16 minutes or something like that, of pure bliss. We watch the film. We have a laugh. We uh, we dive into it. But, we, you know, we do what we do. Star Wars Sessions, in it? Two bucks a month. And once once you do it, keep it forever. Listen to us whilst you watch the film. And I can't think of anything Listen better, to us so. at the gym. Yep, exactly. Watch the film. Listen to us at the gym. Play along and try and, um, try and speak the lines before the characters do, a la the game we've just done however uh all that good stuff aside that is that for this episode of star wars sessions guess what number 75 but the fun doesn't end there because no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master blywalker you can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk you can find us on twitter at star wars session with no s at the end you can slide into our galactic dms on instagram at star wars sessions or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice no or message to our email address sws at what i watch tonight uk. and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions we're on anchor fm spotify apple podcast stitcher tune in Everywhere in the galaxy, you can find a podcast, we're there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. We're on there. It's awesome. So if you do have a spare 30 seconds and you want to drop us a review, please do, because it helps us out more than you know. And as I mentioned earlier, we love hearing from you guys each and every week. Apple podcast people review us on apple Podcasts. it's free and it's quick and it helps us a lot and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell little lenny tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier their castle spicier tell pelly motto as well uh, uh, this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always Luke, are you an angel? Oil up and uh, hit the gym with me. They are Essex-based podcast heroes... nothing of greed he has a he has special powers tell that to country club